Hello, you granddad smashers. How are you? Welcome back to the Scry Syndrome podcast. <laughs> Hope you're well. You didn't think I was going to say that, but hey, granddads never get any sexual pleasure. So, hey, I thought we'd split the script. I'm your host, Ben Gilman. Uh, welcome to Scry Syndrome podcast. I hope you're always well. We are down to, we are with Helen Watkins. Yo, I've never, That's well, it. I was going to say, like, I've never smashed a granddad, but. My husband is much younger than me, so I I resent that accusation. Well, you know, you always hear the word the term granny smasher. I thought granddad smasher would be just as fun. Because, you know, yeah, where's the love? Fun. I'm enjoying it. Got to share. Um, welcome to the TV film podcast. You know what happens here. It's unprofessional. We don't plan a script out. I always stumble over my words. Hope you are well. Um, so it's just me and Helen. Yeah. The gruesome Hello. gruesome. The awesome foursome, the, the two-person two power trip. It is a two-person okay, power trip. Okay, the mum and dad of this podcast. The kids have gone out for the, for the, the day. Our unruly children have abandoned us. Power and, and have... we are we are left on our own to talk about mum and dad stuff. That sounds rude. No, that sounds naughty. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. And here comes your husband to have a... He's just turned his head around the corner. So, so uh, my wife. What are you talking about? Husband... <laughs> my husband my husband has abandoned me for trains today, so and as per usual. Important service. Good sir, thank you. Yeah, so he's no he's not working, he's just gone to see trains. <laughs> oh, to the, well, to that's the actually, oh, I thought he was going to work. Okay. Oh no no no. No no. This is voluntary trains, not actually. He he got over the he got over the high security fence then and managed to do a breakout. <laughs> Yeah, he's off. He's off having fun, which is nice. I like that for him. That's fine. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're at one six two, which is the number I still can't quite quantify with how many of these I've done now. Um, That's quite a Helen, lot, isn't it? You're part of the furniture as well now, Helen. It's been a while. I don't think. Yeah. It's certainly been a long time, hasn't it? Yeah. It was good to come on board. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Coming through okay. all the different, um, all the different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Incarnations of square eye syndrome. So it's yeah, we're been... like a doctor. We're always regenerating. Hopefully, we don't regenerate for ever again. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on a good we're on a good regeneration. But you know, you want, you might see something in the anniversary specials and think like maybe we do need to regenerate. Ooh. Who knows? Who do you want to leave the syndrome? We're put up a poll. No, that's not the no, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, regenerating everybody. Just, like, we might have somebody come along who wants to join us who's, you know, brings a different dimension. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Yeah, they might threaten us with death threats. You never know. It might be an exciting person. It might be a quiet person. Who knows? Um, if you want to apply... No, I'm joking. Uh, well, maybe you can. I don't know. This podcast is never planned out that well. No. Generally, is done by the seat of the pants. That's the best way, though. Like, I don't. Anytime we can go and read some, hear somebody read out a script. Like, let's not do that. Let's have fun. Let's be unpredictable. The best podcasts are the ones where it sounds like friends. I don't want this to be a business. This is just a side hustle for us. Like, you know, we get we don't get money for this. We just have a laugh. Yeah, and I think even the ones that are scripted, the best bits are always the bits when they go off script. So, exactly. Anyway. One of the things I want to talk about before I forget is that me and my husband did the Barbie Barbieheimer double a few weeks ago. Okay. So we saw them both on the same day, one after the other. We saw Oppenheimer first and then Barbie. 
And I'm really glad I did it that way because Oppenheimer was a lot. Mm. It was a lot. And it's, I know it's a sensitive topic and I think I'm really pissed off that they didn't lean into that. Like I think Christopher Nolan, and I know that if I dare criticise Christopher Nolan, a lot of men will want to come and tell me that I'm wrong. But Christopher Nolan needs to stop making films about men talking to each other. He's a very overrated director. They're boring as fuck. Putting loads of men in a film and Mm. having it be about them talking and not about anything important doesn't necessarily make good cinema but people who don't understand what makes a good film will go oh well there's loads of men in it and they're all talking and it's really boring so it must be a good film this is why I don't, this is why dark knight returns is not the best superhero movie of all time and why he no. is in jack nicholson's shadow that's yeah. why the original batman is still the best batman film because it is wanky self-indulgent shit Christopher Nolan has never impressed me as a director. I mean, his Batman trilogy is okay, but it is no... Dark Knight Returns is nowhere near as good as everyone thinks it is. The Dark Knight, sorry. It's not. All of them are just so boring. Like, just so boring. And I think there were so many interesting stories that happened in the Manhattan Project that aren't about one guy wanting to get his end away with Florence Pugh and then being all, all like, oh, this is horrible. I've killed loads of people. Yes, it is horrible. It's fucking horrible. Like, what you and your project did to some to hundreds of thousands of people was absolutely incapable. Like, in, I'm incapable of describing the horror that that man inflicted. And it's like, oh, he's just a small baby, though. You know, he's just a small baby that doesn't understand his feelings and he's just a small baby that's been victimised by this big mean politician man for making a joke about him. Like, no, this is not somebody, this is not a fluffy story. This is not somebody that needs to be humanised. This is not a situation that needs to be humanised. This is a horrible thing that happened and hundreds of thousands of people either died or have been, like, affected in ways that for generations that we can't even begin to describe i do not need a film about how he's just a small bean Hmm. barbie on the other hand cinematic masterpiece harley quinn will you be my barbie how is she she was so good she was absolutely brilliant she just nailed that whole uh like toxic positivity thing absolutely proper like like rictus grin but still like kind of of you know, quite human. Ryan Gosling, career-making performance. He was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Uh, really important things to say about the patriarchy and films and the way that women are treated by society. And the fact that men who watch Barbie are furious that all the men are only there to kind of further, you know, that they don't exist if the woman isn't there. Mm. Um, they, you know, they only exist to further the plot. They don't have any of their needs taken into account. Is exactly the point. Like all the men in the Barbie movie are eye candy. They or, don't like when like, she's on the other foot, do they? They really don't know. And it's like oh. they will talk about like they love 
the Wolf of Wall Street where Margot Robbie's in pigtails being the mm. plot device. Yeah. But if the shoe's on the other foot, they're all like, oh, this is horrible. Men, you know, you can't treat men like this. This is awful. And then women come out just like, yes, thank you. Yeah. This is fantastic. And it's well written as well. Written. Sometimes it's not done well, but I've, from what I've heard, this movie Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's so not what people thought it was. I think everybody was expecting a dumb a dumb movie, but it's actually surprised people. And some people have kicked off going, oh, they hid it so that it wouldn't get negative reviews. And I think, no, what they did was they didn't tell you much about the movie. And I think like yeah. people they're surprised about how deep the movie was. Yeah, very deep. I was interested to see what it was going to be about. Because you think Margot Robbie's a producer on it. I was wondering if... She's not going to let it be some vapid shit show. She's going to do something with it. I, I was not surprised when it was deeper than people thought it was. Oh. Lots of people watching the hilarious reaction to it on the internet. It's just been... People are so threatened. If you don't like yeah. it, do not watch so, it. Yeah, exactly. And all the, and the men on the, are like, that are angry about it are like so close to the point. But it is really good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for people. It's it's probably best to go in blind, like not knowing much about it at all. Mm. But it surprised me in lots of ways. Like it was really entertaining. It was really, you know, it said a lot. It was, it was thoughtful. It was thought provoking. It acknowledged the problems with Barbie without kind of like vilifying it. Like, because we all know that, yeah, that Barbie is an impossible beauty standard, an impossible body image, and all of those things. But that's, you know, that's the problem with a lot of the way that women are treated in this world. And it's like it's all about fitting into impossible standards. And the film kind of talks about that a lot. And yeah, it's it's just really good. And like everybody who is in it like I think a lot of the cast are British so like it's there's a lot of skins I think there's a couple of people from skins a couple of people from sex education like yeah and Emma I Mackey I want to be a pink TARDIS now please just just do something with it <laughs> yeah and then like Sharon Rooney, see the pink TARDIS that the Barbie lot used yeah it was amazing the promotion it was so good yeah, no, I was I've just really impressed by it. It's really worth watching. And yeah, I would suggest it. Oppenheimer, not so much. Like there's better stuff out there about him mm. that doesn't centre on who he was shagging. That's good. I would point. say one thing though. Uh, there was a bit of controversy um with Barbie using the atomic bomb image. Um, rightfully got shot down by Asian uh, lots of people from Japan. That's just be more careful with the advertising in the future. Using footage of Hiroshima. Yeah, they used footage of Hiroshima to like because they were beating Oppenheimer at the box office. Uh, Twitter, the uh, the account of like the movie, they apologised oh, yeah, no, for it. But just be well, careful because yeah, you don't want the positivity of the movie to be overshadowed by racism. So I'm sure they didn't mean to do it because Oppenheimer is about the atomic bomb, but like, that's just be careful. Like I've said last week, that's just be careful of sensitivity because yeah. that's a, that's the first mistake that they've made in the movie. I think. Yeah. And, um, 
they have apologized for it, but again, well, that's something. That's that's be careful of what we use and remember historical shit from the past and how we approach things. Especially because we're British, Helen. I think we're quite. Sometimes we forget the stuff and we're. Yeah, exactly. But I think, yeah, I think what we're taught as well, though, at school is very different to what actually happened as well. Like, I think we need to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we just need to be kind to each other and always be thinking of others when, like, you know, I'm glad that they got called out on it because I I have said before, I would love to see the Asian community do this more often, like other people have from backgrounds Mm -hmm. or calling shit out when it's not appropriate. And I think this is. Warner Brothers have apologised. It was Warner yeah. Brothers, wasn't it? I don't yeah, know. Warner... I think so. But I think well, the other thing as well is like, I think Christopher Nolan owes that community an apology as well, to be honest. But yeah, that's never going to happen. And I think that movie's never going to be screened in Japan, apparently, and rightfully so. Good, good. Because of the topic, but. Uh... Yeah, the, the, the Japanese were not happy at Barbie this week for a Insta uh, Twitter post, so they've apologised for it. So both movies have been bum-slapped by Japan. Mm, um, but this Barbie apologised for it, so that's something. But don't let it happen again. Seriously, we've got to think about everybody. Just please think outside of your area or your country and think about before you send <laughs> something, is it appropriate, please? No, exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's something. Because now you yeah. will be called out for it by people. Somebody will see you it should, and they and will call be. you out. Yeah, yeah, which is the and right it's, yeah. I'm I'm quite happy to call people out for things, and I think you've always got to remember, like you, if being somebody mentioning something to you that you might not have seen is not an attack. Like it's just, mm. you know, we're all learning. Yeah. So, but hey, I'm glad Barbie's done well. Um, yeah, it's, good to, it's nice to see a non-superhero film at the top of the charts. Actually, it's just nice to see fun films being at the top instead yeah, of another. But it's still a bit of fun. There's still a bit of fun attached to the film. Yeah, I suppose, but it's it's not. I think if I if I said it was like a fluffy kind of okay film, I'm glad it's not a superhero Jumbo. franchise or something. It's yeah, just a, it's kind of its own thing. I kind of like to see not just another remake or a sequel at the top of the tree. It's just nice to see something something new. People want to see something new, I think, now. People are a bit sick of the rebooting, the like the various universe bounce, building shit now. I think people are just getting a bit bored of it all now, and it's time for something a bit different. Barbie, obviously, was more challenging than people thought it was going to be, and I think that's great. Yeah. Time oh, Hollywood changes change you need to change hollywood this is the start of it this is gonna happen like we will drag you kicking and fucking screaming mm. i think yeah sometimes as well we don't give the same energy to people like christopher nolan who are making horrendous amounts of profit off uh, an unspeakable tragedy mm. in the same way i don't, as, want, like, I don't want to see that movie anyway like uh no, and I, 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 I agree with you. Like A lot of people won't want to see that movie because of the mm. subject matter, because of how mm. it romantic. You know, it's it's like, it's it's three hours of, I was just following orders, you know, and just nobody, mm. nobody needs or wants to hear that. Because mm. he, you know, he feels a bit bad about it at the end. We're supposed to be all like, oh. 
that 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 doesn't make it uh, okay. That's just awful. But men, yeah. men, you can tell when it's a male writer because they feel like it's okay to throw that in. Uh, okay, so let's go to other stuff. We have done Barbie, Barbie, oh. and um, I. So I'm gonna quit Harley Quinn. Will you be my Barbie? Other titles for this episode could have been. Oprah, um, Northern can suck Barbie strap on, but you know we might get stopped by YouTube because they're getting quite hard on the, uh, um, yeah, titles now. So we can't use that. So Holly Quinn, will you be my Barbie? I like it. That will stay. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it's not sexist. It's literally because I love Margaret Robbie, and you know she's a great actress. She's she seems to just have fun with her roles, and cool. And okay, so. Let's go. Um, what have you been watching besides that? Oh, what have I been watching? Well, I had a little um, thing the other day when I wanted to watch loads of the crime stuff that's been put on Netflix from BBC channels that I've got adverts, so I don't have to watch the adverts. So I watched something called uh, The Sister that had Russell Tovey in it. Yes. Have you seen it? I have noticed there's a lot of good stuff. Netflix are really sticking a lot of Channel 4 and BBC stuff up there. Yeah. And people are noticing. But this it's is the a, one where Russell Tovey keeps his clothes on. He keeps his clothes on, yeah. But he is like, it flashes back. So it kind of starts with him saying to this this guy, phone him up going, we're going to have to move her. And because they're building something on the ground. And it turns out that he was involved in some kind of murder a few years before and then it kind of flashes back to how it happened and there's this like creepy guy that he met that like this ghost this guy who talks to ghosts that he met when he was producing a radio show and it kind of just flashes back into how he met his current wife and who the person was that died and it turns out that they're linked so it was called the sister so I think you can guess that the woman involved is the sister of his current girlfriend and how all that happened it's it's easy enough to watch. It's it's not gonna light any fires, like it's not gonna blaze any trails. But it was it was it was silly. It was very stupid, and it you know it kept me amused for a little while. And then I watched Kerry with Sarah Lancashire, Oops. and uh, one of the first roles of uh, Papa Sidhu, who is was in I May Destroy oh, You. Right. Sorry, I missed the title. Um, sorry, it was called Kerry, K-I-R-I, Kerry. It's a little. It's about a little girl that goes missing. She, uh, Sarah Lancashire is a social worker, and she is at the beginning. You see her taking uh, a little girl to see her grandparents, a little a, small, a little black child, who has been fostered by a white family who are looking to adopt her. And then she takes the child to go and visit her granddad, who she's getting access to, and the girl goes missing. So it's all about like starts talking about interracial adoption and you know whether people you know, it's like all the all the newspapers saying well you wouldn't force her to have a link to her family if she wasn't black and like Sarah Lancashire saying well no any link to her family is a good link to her family and yes that has, has something to do with it because the girl you know she needs to know about her heritage and her ancestors and her family members and all that stuff so that's important you know she it's set in a, like bristol i think so yeah it's really interesting um lots of twists and turns you're it's 
it kind of leans you in a direction that you kind of think from the beginning that one kind of it, something has happened you get you get handed a suspect quite early on but it turns out that that's not the suspect and it, it's a bit so the little girl's been taken into care because her father um her mum died of a drug overdose and her father was thought to be involved and she's going back to her grandparents house and under the uh condition that she doesn't see her dad but her dad ends up coming and that's when she goes missing so everybody thinks that it's the dad that took her but it kind of goes a bit twisty and turny from there. So that's that. So that was quite fun. And then I also watched something called, um, where is it? The Penance, which I think was Channel 5 or something like that. But it's about, uh, it starts out with a family who get the police coming to the door saying that their son has died in Thailand. And then they meet, they end up going to like a support group for um people who have lost family members and they meet this guy young guy called jed played by nico milanegro who was in my mad fat diary and it turns out that he's not who he says he is and all that stuff twisty turny twisty turny but it's got julie graham in it as well who's always fantastic and everything so that was the stuff that i watched that was a bit older but my two main i've got two really big recommendations that i'm like yeah you need to watch this first one is the sixth commandment which is on iplayer both of these are on iplayer actually the sixth commandment um it's timothy spall and it's based on a true story about uh this guy who um meets timothy spall is a college lecturer who is very religious and part of the church but he starts he, the beginning shows him retiring and at, and then when he goes to he goes to so then sorry the beginning shows him retiring from a, a secondary school and then he decides that in his retirement he's going to go and lecture at a, a university and then at the university he meets this young guy and they start having a romance and then he, timothy spall ends up dying and there's a bit of suspicion around the guy that's living with him, but nothing, nothing solid. And then the guy moves in with one of Timothy Spall's neighbours and she ends up nearly dying. So it turns out that this guy's poisoning them and making them think that they've got dementia and giving them hallucinogens, but actually he's just wafted their money. So it follows this. It's a real life case. I can't remember the name of the case. Let me see if I can find out the name of the guy that did it. Uh, so yeah basically it's based on a true story but it's really good fun not good fun but you know what I mean like it's really well made it's really interesting there's um, lots going on Uh, good cast so there's Timothy Spall Anne Reid's in it Sheila Hancock's in it uh, Doc Brown's in it so just a lot of really good people and I really enjoyed it I'm trying to remember the name of the guy that did the murders. No, hang on. Oh, this is really good television. This is really good podcasting. Yeah, Googling live right now. So, yeah, it's... Ben Field is the name of the guy that did it, and the Peter Farquhar and Anne Moore Martin were the names of the victims, oh, and yeah. it happened. Ah. Huh? 
Peter Farquhar. Not Peter Fuck yeah. Peter, Peter Farquhar. Farquhar. So that was really good fun. I really liked that. Four episodes, all an hour long. Really good stuff. Um, and then the second one was one that took me a bit by surprise, and it was something called Wolf. Yes, now this is on my to-do list, this one. Which is on iPlayer. Yes. Um, so it starts with uh, a, a rich family mm. who live in Monmouthshire in Wales. Uh, they split their time between Monmouthshire and London. Mm. And they, uh, it starts with them having two policemen knocking at their door to say that there's been a murder in the area and somebody needs to, you know, they need to get them out of the area because it's the anniversary of a murder that happened a few years before. And when I tell you that these policemen are played by Sasha Dewan and Ewan Rayon, then we know that these policemen are probably not who they say they are, right? Because you're not going to get Sasha Dewan in to play a policeman. Not the goddamn master, no. You're not going to get the master and the panty sniffer in if you want to play some straightforward. The people. only good bit of, of the whole of Jodie Whittaker's reign was him, pretty much. So, so it starts out with this, like these people in a house being told that they've got to get out, and then that's kind of bookended with this policeman that you see and his back in his family home, and his little brother was went missing many many years before and he thinks it was the neighbor that took him Mm. so he is um watching the neighbor trying to figure out what happened to his brother and then he ends up um going to monmouthshire to follow up the trail for something that happened i think he goes to speak to somebody who was in prison with his the person that think he thinks took his brother. So the policeman ends up in the area, so they're kind of watching the story of the policeman trying to figure out a bit more about what happened. Then he hears about the murders and he begins to realise that maybe nothing is as it seems. And he starts to reinvestigate the murder, but it turns out he used to live there, so he's got ties to the police and all that stuff. So when I say it's the kind of show that, that I basically when one of the episodes ended i got up and i woke up my husband and went you'll never believe what would have happened in this show like it is absolutely like twisty and turning amazing it's it's not it's not easy to ignore like it's not it's it's so good like when i say it's good it's really good so it's like there's like three or four threads going on and the first episode is a bit boring I think it needs to ramp up after it ramps up significantly on the second episode but it is literally one that's just going to leave you going what the hell have I just watched after every single episode that's good TV though I've heard Wolf has been getting really good praise from the media yeah and and when I say that like Sasha Dewan and Erwin Rayon are having the time of their life I am not exaggerating they are really enjoying themselves. The the directors and the producers know exactly exactly who they've cast. Mm. It is very good, and the who done it element doesn't. Yeah, it's 
it's yeah it's um it keeps you guessing until the end let's see so it's over now right six episodes it's over it's all yeah over. but it well, ends on a kind of cliffhanger and season two kind of yeah but it's a cliffhanger about the main policeman character so and apparently he's in loads of books that the that the um the uh, the the person that wrote the book for wolf has written loads of books around this character okay so yeah there's potential for more put it that way and all very very unhinged so yeah i'm looking forward to more really am okay that's, that's it for me i think Woohoo! i finished okay. black mirror as well by the way um how did you find black mirror i quite liked it i'm not people I, I bitching didn't... about the lack of technology but i feel like it's about humanity yeah, it that was never about, been about humanity. So I don't feel like there's any, they're moving away from technology as much as possible is fine. I think most of it was good, except for the paparazzi one, which was so shit. The other four were pretty good in their own I ways. Like, I like the paparazzi one. I, I kind no, of think... Helen, it was awful. No, no. I, I mean, I, I, I see what they were trying to do with it. Put it that bit like it. it, it, it... Shit. Like at what at what point do we stop hounding celebrities? Like we've literally hounded this person. We have literally hounded them into a dog. Fucking werewolf. That, that was the bit where I just like, oh fuck off. That's awful. I don't know. It's all right. I, I mean, obviously the supernatural one, the last one was really well done, but that was the whole episode. It was it baked into it. I can understand that. Some people have really kicked off. Like people. People don't like new stuff, but they complain when new stuff isn't done. So when Black Mirror tried to innovate outside of the boundaries, which I think it was mostly successful, um, people have been really bitching and moaning about it. But I feel like there's no trouble with it. I feel like it's a good idea to have that. Yeah, um, and I, I love that it was nearly all filmed in West London as well, with the last episodes. Yeah, but, and I oh. love the fact that that main character was from Red Rose, which was a good BBC show last year about phone apps. Oh, people to that, about what to do. Yeah, that actor that was, was in the last episode, she's amazing in everything. Like she's, she's amazing in she's ama- she was amazing in We Are Lady Part, and she was so good in Killing Eve. She's fantastic. She's popping up everywhere and she's very cute as well. Um, yeah. Somebody described her to me as like, uh, she's got the cuteness of a Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. I was like, I can see it. She's got a very young, cute face. And I think people are like, oh yeah, she's she's kind of got this amazing face that I just can't take my eyes off. It's, she's, yeah, but she's she's very good at playing unhinged as well. Like when she was in Killing oh. Eve, she absolutely in, unhinged in that program. I haven't seen it that so I need to watch Killian Eve, actually. That's don't, don't bother. Like, just stop after the first series. That's all you need. The rest of it just doesn't exist in my it's mind. Not, not building it up well for me if you're telling me to watch one season when I need to watch everything. I'm a mentality monster. I need to eat the whole thing. Mm, yeah, they should have stopped after the first series. So I finished season three of, of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Good still. Season three, the one that had the episode that just didn't make any sense in the middle of it and didn't put anything in towards the plot. Is that the one? That might be season four. The one where Eleven just goes off and has a little adventure on her own. I don't think we've had that one yet. 
That might be season four. I think it might be season four. Oh, no, that's season two where there was like another character. Was that the one where she went to New York? No, that hasn't happened to me yet. I think it's season four. Yeah, I think it is. But um, I still kind of feel like I'm my worry is with the. I've seen how long season four episodes are, and you've got too many characters. You've got a lot of good characters. The character size is fine. I'm still concerned that there's going to be too many characters. Like, it's going to be too much fluff because you're going to have to fill an hour and a half each week in season four. So I'm a bit concerned that my fa- my happiness with Stranger Things is going to erode into, oh, get on with it. Mm, no, I think the way you've got to think about Stranger Things is this is this is not my theory. I can't take credit for it. This is my husband's theory. Is that everybody, every set of characters in Stranger Things is in, is in their own film. Okay. And then they all come together at the end. So the fact that they've all been on their own in their own movies means that they're prepared for the battle at the end. Mm. So I think in Stranger Things series four, isn't that the one where um, they go on the road trip, the Stoner road yeah, trip? Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, there's, there's a f- like, so there's like, I think yeah. So I think if you if you try and tie it all together and make it make mm. sense as one show, it can do your head in. But if you think about it, as each set of characters is in their own movie, and mm. that movie teaches them lessons about what they're going to need for the finale, then it's a lot easier to deal with. Mm. Okay, it would be my tip. Okay, well I'm looking forward to it. It hasn't let me down yet. I don't think Hopper's dead. Nothing. Hopper's not, no, is not dead because at the credit scene they've gone the American like this is an American Hopper's there. Hopper's not dead. Plus, I saw somebody like he's clearly in season four as artwork, so he's not dead. So yeah, that's the problem of watching these late. Um, it's not a surprise to me, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. I still like all the characters. They somehow managed to find room for everybody to do stuff. And uh, I enjoy it. No, it's good. It's what it's supposed to be. It's. I did, it's good I did stuff. enjoy the song over the, the, the tannoy. I don't know the characters' names anymore. Oh, Dustin and his Dustin, girlfriend. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. who she, what her name is. But Hope yeah, never end the story. Tell me she comes back. I'm not saying anything. I nearly accidentally gave you a spoiler there, and you just about I, I love, ended I love... me. So I'm not going to give you a spoiler that you want. I do love the fact that she won't. She, she even through stuff is going on, and he needs it urgently. She's got a set of rules to do. I kind of like that. That is quite funny. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's it's a good show, and I think people love moaning about it because people like. I think the people that moan about Stranger Things are just people that like to be contrary, like just enjoy it. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like making loads of sense. What do you want? Exactly. Uh, I also watched. Um, do 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 do. I've got a list here. Um, also watched. Finally got over to Disenchanted on Netflix, which is The Simpsons and the Futurama team's Netflix fantasy show. Okay. Any good? I've not seen it. Uh, very good. I feel like they when they do fresh stuff, they're much funnier. Yeah, I've been watching the new Futurama. How is that? It started out strong. 
Huh? They started out strong, but there's been a couple. The, the last episode was a bit of a stinker, but I'm not going. I'm going to hold. Don't I'm hold judgment. Me... Listen to more of it. I won't talk about the Simpsons anymore because I feel like that horse has been beaten and it's just not worth talking about the Simpsons anymore. But um, it's a fresh cast. Some of the voices you recognise if you're a Simpsons or Futurama fan. Um, a rebellious uh, princess. And the thing is, unlike the other two shows, they remember everything and they come back to everything. So there's like an ongoing storyline and the last part is dropping in a couple of months. So five seasons... About 50 episodes. They call them parts, but let's be honest, they're seasons. They're fucking seasons, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And the the storyline rolls from one bit to the next. And I like that. They've not done that a lot. Like, have episodes where you have to watch them in order. It's not standalone, which is a very interesting take from them. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's funny. It feels like the old Simpsons where it feels fresh. The visual jokes are there. Um, I think you'll like it. Cool. That's good. I think the thing with the, that annoyed me about the, future, the, future, the new Futurama series is that the first episode was like, take it was like a satire about streaming services, and it's just like, oh, that's been done, mate. It's been done to death. If and it was Netflix good. It was good. There was a lot of like background gags. There was a lot of good like freeze frame gags. Like we did spend a lot of time looking at the at the EPG that they put on, and it was fun. But it's mm-hmm. like, come on, this has been done to death. And I know you like pointing out the elephant in the room, but some elephants just don't need pointing at. Yeah, that's kind of why I feel like they've bored me for a while. The creators, they've just they kind of do stuff for too long, run everything into the ground. It's hard to be funny that long periods mm. so they kind of need to switch it up a little bit that's why the simpsons is just not funny anymore it's been it's not the same anymore no uh i watched um also uh zom 100 bucket list of the dead okay which is uh a japanese film which should have been a series because really there's a like it's a long-running comic they could have done a lot more with a series and made it more bulky but I am quite impressed with what they did in an hour and a half of a movie. Um, so guy, uh, you can guess what it is. Guy finds out there's zombies. He doesn't have to go to work anymore. And he has a bucket list of 100 things, which smartly, they only do 20. Okay. So it's like, if there's more, they might continue it. But I feel like a lot of fans wanted a TV series because you could have explored it a bit more but what they did i didn't feel like they rushed it does that make sense mm-hmm. like they didn't try yeah. and cram in the entire storyline apparently according to what i understand the fans said it took like a couple of the first couple of storylines and just kind of gave it time to breathe and didn't try to rush it in with all the characters like sometimes they tried to do so it is funny like him just descending to fire fireworks off um during a zombie apocalypse is quite funny from Tokyo Tower. Um, just doing general things like doing deliveries to people at their doors, bashing zombies out the way to give them fast food delivery and run off. It's not very serious. It's very stupid. Sounds good. Everybody wants to have sex, which is the first rule of a zombie movie. You're going to die. Um, it's just like a road trip as well, halfway through. Um, 
they did yoga on the sea and various weird stuff but I wanted this to be a series. This is the one thing I think you could have done at least 10 episodes and done like a one season of it and stretched it out a little bit, but mm. it's fun. It's not too doom and gloom. It's like uh, Shaun of the Dead. It has a real good laugh at it. But I think zombies have been done now. I'm kind of bored of zombies. It's kind of my eyes yeah. roll when I see a zombie thing now. Kind of difficult to do something original with zombies now. I think they need to go away for a while. They really need to go away and we need to think about what we're going to do with zombies. Definitely. No, I think, yeah, I'll give it, let it breathe for a bit and then come back with something fresh again. Like, I think, like, Shaun of the Dead was really fresh when it came out because there hadn't been anything for a while like that. Even Zombieland did its own thing. Yeah, and it's like, give it a break for a little while. You're not going to find a new way to do zombies while you're still doing zombies to death, pardon the pun. Mm. What else have you been watching, mate? Oh, I watched... Uh, so, where you were away, because me and Troy took Tom Cruise to pieces a couple of episodes back, about how he's a good action star and a really good actor in anything but a romantic role, because mm. he's just Tom Cruise, and he looks like a bloody sexual rapist man with his big smile and his... He does. When Tom Cruise tries to play a romantic lead, he just looks like a weird guy because it's Tom Cruise. He's mm. like we were making a joke about it being like a documentary of Tom Cruise's life. It's not a movie. It's about Tom Cruise's personal life. Jane McGuire, um, Cocktail, other sh- other films. Uh, what was the other one that we watched? Oh, I can't remember. The one where he makes money, not Cocktail. The other one, fuck. I can't remember. Risky business. Just mm. plays a dick all the time. Um, but when he's in like Mission Impossible mode and stuff, he's really good, right? Like he's a really good action actor. Yeah, um, he wants he's an action star. He still wants that. He was still trying to get that Oscar, in here. Did he get one in the end? So if, to continue the joke, um, I watched an interview with a vampire. Do you know what? What a great film. When I was a teenager, like all teenagers, I went through an obsession, a vampire obsession. Uh-huh. An interview with a vampire hit. What year was it? Like 94, 95? Oh, yeah. Young Christian Dunn. Yeah, I, it hit me right in the middle of my vampire obsession. And me and my friend went to see it at the cinema when we were obviously 14 and had to pretend to be over 18. And back in the day when nobody had any ID, the way that you used to get into the cinema was there was a woman whose job it was to ask you questions to prove that you were over 18. So she'd be like, what's your date of And mm. then she'd be like, what's your star sign? And then if you had it, if you had, if you paused for just a second, she'd be like, you're, you're not 18. And it was always part of the fun of going to the cinema. I was like, could we get past this woman? And we got past this woman for Interview with a Vampire. And it fully cemented my vampire obsession for me at that age to like it was so good mm. it's such a good movie like I know some ickiness has come out like Kirsten Dunst was not happy to be kissing Brad Pitt in that film and ironically yeah but it she was like a child mm. so yeah maybe they wouldn't have done it in the same way now but it is a very good film Mm. Um, some of the practicalities of being a vampire 
like being a vampire child a vampire. is really annoying because you never go you never be seen as an adult that that was yeah. really interesting take on it and obviously tom cruise is very with the child so i was going to make a pedophile joke tom cruise is a pedophile allegedly joke to jump on the bandwagon of tom cruise is a creepy motherfucker in films but um they don't go too far with it um or for him biting no. a child to turn into a vampire is a bit morose and a bit wrong yeah but it's like the practicalities of being a vampire and that you, you change them into a vampire because you want to you want to have sex with them then you've basically got to spend eternity of them resenting you for it which is what fat brad pitt was in the position of with um tom cruise like tom cruise obviously wanted to crystallize him in time because he wouldn't yeah but um yeah obviously there's going to be a level of resentment there like there was from the kirsten dunn's character but oh. i find it hilarious that they had to change the name of it because the book's called interview with a vampire and they had to make the film interview with the vampire because everybody mm. was like oh but we can't have people thinking there's more than one vampire it's like, there's more than one vampire in the film, for God's sake. Like, Still drives off at the end in the car. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, Tom Cruise died. I was like, yes, Tom Cruise is gone. Thank God. We set fire to him. He's burnt. He's fucked off. Brilliant. No, I call bullshit. Guy was dead. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, it. I, I watched that film at a very... Um, what's the word impressionable time of my life and it stuck with me for quite some time it's 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 not a bad film i feel like it's not overdoing the hemi acting i feel it generally has a lot to say um and kirsten dunce is just a great actress from such a young age brings a lot to the role so good in that film yeah Mm. enough that that i really hated her when I was a kid because like I wanted to be a vampire yeah she was everywhere when I was a kid um, then all of a sudden she got tits in Spider-Man I was very interested in the wet t-shirt funny um, Drop Dead Gorgeous is probably my favourite Kirsten Dunst film probably one of my favourite films of all time to be honest uh, hasn't really aged good. well but it's still really funny I watched it a few months ago and it still stands up her episode of Black Mirror, going back to Black Mirror, actually, is one of my favourites of all time because it's such a vicious stab at social media and likes and shit. It's so funny. It's a great episode. That was the first time I saw an American Black Mirror episode, season three. I was like, yes, this can work. This is Black Mirror hasn't lost any of its edge. Like, shit. That was amazing. Yeah, that's good. So I also watched uh, Poltergeist 2 which is an awful, awful movie. Um, I mean, we all know Poltergeist 1 is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Poltergeist 2 is just shit. Uh, the I'm funniest thing is they replace all the actors. So when they do flashbacks to other actors who are them, in previous films, it's even more highlighting that the mum and dad and that the girl are all different actors now. It's not a good idea to recap previous movie when all your actors are different people. Whoops a daisy. Um, that's not a good look. Um, but I don't know. It's just some Native American stereotype spirit thing that I that is outdated of the time I know, but just a shit movie. Just awful. One of the worst sequels I've ever seen. It's just I don't know what they were going for. It's just it's a 
it's a movie that just keeps going, you know, and it hasn't got any main point to it, and it just keeps mm. going. And you're like, it was an hour and a half, and it felt like three hours, like legitly bored out of my skull, wondering what the point of this was. Um, don't watch that, but go do go watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil because that is such a hilarious movie. Yeah. It. Have you seen it? I haven't. No. Okay, so I'm just gonna. It's about Tucker and Dale, who are two rednecks who live outside in the woods. Now, there and the great thing is, there's a bunch of people that go to party, like you know, Friday the Thirteenth style, and they happen to be in the vicinity when their friends accidentally fall over and kill themselves, and they just happen to be there. What they do is save one of the friends. And the wording is really funny because they keep misinterpreting it as they've kidnapped her or um, they've killed. It's mm-hmm. the wording. There's one great scene in the woods where they're overhearing Daryl and Tucker and they've taken one of, the, one of the girls who nearly drowned to the safety and she thinks that's cool, taking her to the house. And the way they were talking, it sounds like they've killed her, but they were talking about one of their friends that got killed earlier. It's just really funny and it just turns into this aggro battle of them trying to defend themselves and that they're innocent against even more arsehole frat boys. It's just really fucking hilarious. You should go watch it. It's on ITV Playwright. Good to know. I, I, I was really surprised at how original it was and people have told me to watch it for a while. So when it popped up on ITV, I was like, oh, I better watch this because this, this is meant to be really funny and it was. It was something different. Like, yeah. Boy Who Cried Wolf, basically. It's quite Thank funny. You. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So that's that. What a cool. long bunch of shit I've watched over the last two weeks. I feel like I've dropped the shit in the toilet bowl and I feel empty. Mm. That's good. Yeah, always good to get it all out. Clear your stomach. Yeah. Clear your televisual stomach. I feel like I've had a night out in Ibiza and now I've thrown it all up. And <laughs> I've now I'm now ready to party again. Um, so yeah, that, that, that is that this week. We are, we are done. So we are done though, but yeah, thank you. Okay. Have you got anything that you want to say before we go? Uh, just that the email address and the Twitter address are in the description for anybody who wants to hit us up. Please do. Please follow us. Please send us an email, you know, let us know what you're thinking. Okay. We've, not had any, we've not had any list of questions for a while, have we? So send us some Nothing of them. Nothing on the YouTube Zebra. So come and talk to us. We know you're listening. We see the following count on Spotify going up. And we know there's people on YouTube watching. So just come and give us a message and just say how you want. And we'll read it out adverbium as long as it's not triggering. <laughs> we exactly, will self-sense like, if we have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, give us, yeah, just give us a let us know what you're thinking. It's good. We like we like to hear what people are thinking. Mm. We haven't had any in a while. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Take care. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Sort yourself out. Yeah. I bet you Christopher Nolan likes dicks. <laughs> <laughs>